Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Great quote I saw th- come through my phone the other day from the Urantia Foundation's Thought of the Days, which you really should sign up for. Anyway, the quote said something to the effect, and it was a quote from Jesus, and it said something to the, the effect of, spend the rest of your days showing the world that love is the most powerful force in the universe. That's a nice quote. Um... Boy, and I've been thinking about that ever since. How could I do that? How could I achieve that? In my personal life, I would spend all of my hours, uh, none of them sitting in front of a computer and scrolling through headlines or doing my work and research and things that I do and other projects that I have, other masters that I serve. I don't think I'd be doing any of those things because none of those things would achieve that goal of showing the world that love is the most powerful force in the universe. But there's one thing that I do where I can do that. And it's right here. It's on this podcast, which I do at least once or twice a week. I would do it all the time. If I had all the time in the world, I would, uh, I would pour eight hours a day into this project. Because I know that the there's so much stuff out there. There's so many different podcasts. And every day you read about how many new more podcasts there are. You know, uh, and most of it is pretty generic. It's either about health and well-being. It's about politics. Uh, makeup tips. Tips on business, sports, music recipes, everything you can think of that man is entertained by, there's a podcast for it. A lot of people get into this fear um, and then they don't last because after about the third or fourth one, they realize that it's a lot of work. Anyway, I don't want to belabor you with a bunch of tech talk, but my point is, is that there's not a podcast about true spiritual revelation. Now, there are a lot of religious podcasts, there are a lot of Christian podcasts, and there, I'm sure a lot of them are great and, and give comfort to a lot of people. But no one is, with the exception of the folks over at Blog Talk Radio, there's a few podcasts about the Arantia book, but not to this extent. This is just me. Um, it's not a corporation, not a foundation. It's a human being who is trying to share the revelation 
with as many as people are, are, are hunger, hunger for the truth or hungry for the truth. Because I know they're out there. They send me emails all the time about how much they appreciate this podcast because we're talking about something that's so vitally important to the world. Think about that for a minute. You know, that, that quote, spend the rest of your life showing people that love is the most powerful force in the universe. It's, it's so musical and so poetic and so true. And how do we do that in their life? Now, why do I choose to do this with the Arantia book? Well, that's a good question. That's a question I've, I've asked uh, myself a lot, of, a lot of times over many years. And um, to me, I believe that the Arantia book is a portal. It's a, a peek through the keyhole. And we're allowed to see on the other side, you know, I was reading an article online earlier today about this man and how he had recently lost his two-year-old son. He and his wife, I think they had another child. Anyway, this man uh, was a, a lifelong atheist. He was very proud of his atheism. Uh, he hated people who would say they're Christians but then would act not Christian. He thought there was a lot of hypocrisy. And he just he just took a position in his life where he just didn't believe that, you know, deity was possible and that the people that we're talking about it the most seemed to be the people who are least, you know, illustrative of, of the good things that they talk about. And, and you know, that's true. I mean, I, I, every atheist I've ever run into... They get angry. They get angry at people who are religious because they think that they're frauds or they think that those people are just weak or lost or just need a little hope. You've heard it said, oh, you know, religion is for young kids and old people. It gives something for young kids to keep them in line and it keeps old, old people hopeful. But none of it's true. Well, you know, we know that I think more now than ever that we are born with an innate desire for truth, hunger, and that comes from a non-material entity. And if you are an atheist and you don't believe that there is such a thing as a deity, a personal deity, well, I can't. There's nothing I can say that's going to convince you. And frankly, I don't think I would even want to waste my time because I have no interest in saving you, you know? Um, a lot of people feel this impulse or maybe they think the reason we're doing this podcast is because I'm trying to save people. No, that's, you know, that's between you and, and your creator. That, that is nothing, that is not my thing. Um, I can still serve you and I can still help you and I can still be kind to you. And, uh, you know, if you drop something, I'll pick it up for you. Or if you're, if I see you on the side of a road and you need a help with changing a tire, I might pull over and help you. It won't be because I have any interest in saving you. It's because that's what the good Lord tells us what to do, to serve our fellow man. 
whether, regardless of whether we like them or not. In fact, the, the worse you are, uh, the greater that commandment because it's easy to help people you love. It's easy to help people you support. It's easy to have fellowship with people who think the same way as you. So that's why I don't get angry at atheists because I understand that they are, they just haven't, they just don't see it. So this guy that lost his little boy, the about atheist I was telling you about, during the last hours of his kid's life when they were laying in the hospital with him, he had an experience, the man, he said that for maybe two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever that length of time was, as he was laying there, and he wasn't involved in a prayer, he wasn't asking, because remember, this guy was an atheist, and he said that um, he had this experience of, of traveling with his son, and it was such an overwhelmingly profound experience for him, he said it changed his life. And he realized that that there is an afterlife and that there is a God and that there is meaning in the universe and that this is not all there is. And he got all of this while laying on the deathbed of his son. He said during the process, his son was trying to show him the way, uh, presumably to the afterlife. And at the end, the son said, can I stay here? And the father, in his experience, was debating in his mind, well, of course I don't want to lose my son, but my God, this is the most beautiful feeling I've ever had where, we're, where we are right now. Why would I want to deprive that of my son? And so he told his son, yeah, you can stay. And then his son died. Uh, and then he came out of his sleep or whatever the experience he was having. This is a, a, a true story, a recent story as well. And it made me think about that for a moment. You know, if you spend your entire life avoiding reality and then you complain about reality, well, ultimately you're going to have to make a choice on what you, you determine to be reality. And whatever your choice is, is going to determine your fate. And I, I think that's what the Arantia book teaches. But that's not why I believe in the Arantia book. The Arantia book didn't save me because I already had a relationship with deity. I'd already made that decision. That decision was already made in my mind years long before I read the Arantia book. But people ask me, well, why do you still read it? And I say, well, it's intellectually and spiritually satisfying. And that's it. I never stopped learning from the book. In part one, I learned about God's universe and why he brought it all into being. And I'm introduced to all of his family and what they do and how they help us and they help, how they help God. In part two of the Arantia book, I, I get to learn all about what happens after the, the post-mortal life, introducing me to the many various personalities with whom I will have relationships with, in some cases, possibly for millions of years. How exciting is that? And then part three, quite revealing about our history, how we got here, how societies developed, how human beings developed, a literal, his, a literal history of our planet all the way back to the very beginning. 
covering all that period uh, up to the first century when Jesus was born. And a new era began. And then, of course, part four is the full life of Jesus, the Son of Man and the Son of God. And if you read it, you will know exactly what those distinctions mean in the big scheme of things. I always tell people, I can tell you a million and one interesting things about the book, about this, about that. And, and you're always going to tell me, well, how do you know it's true? And my answer is always the same. You have to read it yourself, and you have to have that experience of whether it rings true for you. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't, and you have a different path. The Arantia book is not a religion, and it will never be a religion, because the very fact that there are no priests, no shamans, no congregations, no societies to join, I mean, you can join a book club, you can go share the book with some friends in your community and you want to hang out with those folks, great. But it's not a prerequisite. You're not joining anything. You're just showing up. It isn't a new Christian religion because it isn't re preaching Christianity. You can be a Christian and you can still read the Urantia book. There might be some ideological differences between what the Urantia book says and what your religion says on any number of subjects. But over time you begin to see a much more in-depth picture of reality that is entirely satisfactory in the most profound and deeply personal way. Your relationship with a personal God will grow in ways you never believed, I promise you. And if that seems foreign to you, wait till you get a taste of it. You have that potential. There's a spirit fragment in you, whether or not you acknowledge it. At least I believe that. Every normal person has a truth discernment ability, what we call the bullshit meter. It's there because you have a mind and a personality, and it's about survival, after all. But if you were told there was nothing else after high school, while you were a kid, and that everything just ends when you're done, when you graduate from high school, how would you conduct your life? How would you even be able to plan your life? And yet that's what we're being told, many people being told. There's nothing after all of this learning, after all these experiences in our lives, it just ends. Everything of value in our life, no more. Do you believe that? But what if you had a door open and you realized there was another room, and it was a big room with lots of other doors that all lead to a more fulfilling existence? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Well, that's, that's how I would describe the Arantia book. It's a look into another room. But again, that's for me. You have to open the book. Find a subject or two that interests you and read it for a few minutes. Don't read the beginning. Don't read the first page. Don't read paper 101. Or, you know, the read a part of the Jesus papers if you're not offended by Jesus. Read about Adam and Eve. Everybody has an opinion about those guys. And then just ask yourself, does it, does it ring true? You know, I think a lot of people would have vastly less stress and anxiety in their life if they had a wider perspective of life, which is what the Arantia book offers. I think people would have better relationships with other people in their life if they had a little Arantia book perspective. Certain things you think are mysterious are like why bad things happen and why is there suffering. You might have a better grasp of those things if you were presented an eternal perspective that sheds light on meanings and values.
that maybe you hadn't thought before. Right now, people are torn. Science teaches reality as a result of random causation because science cannot prove anything else. Man's nature is curious, and he is inclined to believe in salvation because it offers escape from physical death, death, which is true, the scientist or the religionist. But what if there was room for both? What if you could have three legs of reality from which to observe a three-dimensional perspective of reality where angels and humans do exist together? What if there really was a deity of some kind whose exhortation of be you perfect even as I am perfect is the key to everything that there is? What if? Feel free to email me anytime. That's what we're all about here. It's about asking questions and giving some answers about the Arantia Book, the fifth epical revelation. Our email address is Book Radio at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. <laughs>